NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? That's right, it is NBA Australia. It's Wednesday. Hump day. March 9th. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whom Stephen wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Arm Studios. Beautiful day here in Melbourne, just saying. Uh, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs, and the NBA Susan. Whoa. Repping story a bit. That's what we do, isn't it? Also, hopefully everybody uh, up there in the north, northern New South Wales, wherever, looking after yourselves. Uh, right, today's show, NBA Kanye went absolutely hog wild in Charlotte. Love to see that. Rusty's having a bit of a sook still. Uh, we've got all six games today covered in the NBA straight game wraps. That means that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. You've got Yeah Nas, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back take, yes. We're serving up a flame grill take. Yesterday's uh, got some folks hot under the collar. Jimmy, why could you say that Pop is bad? Never said Pop was bad. <laughs> it's a flame grill take. Settle down. Uh, the Australian Player Watch, we've got a great moment in NBA Australia State history. Uh, this is a Shane the Hammer Hill scene. I love those. You're going to enjoy that. Our game previews and picks for tomorrow, and we will finish off with a brand new Jingles HR. So let's get to it. NBA Australia episode 770. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack. Uh, you better better watch out for the weird creep shack attack if you're uh, Candace Parker. I see you, boo. I see you, boo. The weirdest thing about Shaq is he'll say something funny, or at least something he thinks funny, and then repeats it, and then keeps laughing at himself. I kind of love it. It's also kind of weird. And he was wearing a great suit today. I'm just saying. You got to watch out for the shack attack if you're baby blue, because that shack attack don't quit. That's awesome. Looking great for a man who's 50. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with <laughs> Jimmy just complaining about how fucking tired he is. All the daily whip around. It all checks out. Yeah, the squid. Uh, we thought we were out of this fucking woods yesterday. Uh, no. <laughs> he had a giant, giant chunder last night at like 11.30. So, uh, yeah. All hands on deck and uh, I'm just fucking... Well tired of this, but he's been all right today. He and I just sitting on the couch, hanging out, watching some hoops, watching Ja Morant. Dad, who's that man? That's Ja Morant. Who's that guy? That's Desmond Breen. <laughs> he started loving the names. Anyway, other news beyond Jimmy's tide. Kawaii. <laughs> uh, so we had Chris Haynes on NBA uh, on TNT today saying Kawhi's participating in rigorous pregame workouts. Uh, Paul George has done the same. He dressed for shoot-around today for the Clips. So Paul George, Kawhi just saying, might be uh, might be on the mend. Uh, the Clippers are being cautious and issuing a timetable on him or Paul George, uh, so they're not going to. And Ty Lue has said that if they won't be back for the regular season, then probably not safe to bring them back for the playoffs, though. So worth noting, just saying. Tyreek Evans! It's a Golden State, question mark? Yeah, that'll fix all that ails them. What? No, not really. Um, apparently the Warriors are meeting working out Tyreek Evans, who you may remember from having just come back from his three-year drug suspension. Uh, 
pretty fascinating kind of vibe here because they've worked uh, Tyreek out in Miami, and he was you know impressive enough that they brought him back for a second one. He was actually at the game today. They did go after him back in 2018, and he is the former client, is a former client at least of uh, head honcho there in Golden State, Bob Myers. So. Yeah, I'll just uh, check the ledger. What uh, what do the Warriors need more of? Uh, is it definitely more shooting guards? No. Then what the fuck? Yeah, that's about right. Just go get a big man, or at least fucking some point guard. Jesus, Golden State. One more big wing? Oh, I don't know. Either way, a bit of a mess. They did dominate today, though, so you can't really uh, kick him to the curb. Uh, speaking of the Warriors, James Huazman sent to the Santa Cruz Warriors for a couple of uh, games to get back into game shape. This is the thing. The Warriors are like, nah, we'll get Tariq Evans because we've got Draymond and Wiseman coming back, and that'll fix everything. To be fair, that's fine. At the same time, I kind of feel like Tariq Evans is literally one of the last things that team needs. Uh, Jackie Moon was also at the Warriors game. Kind of love that. Maybe he gets a call-up instead. I make a bit of sense. <laughs> Probably had as many struggles. Uh, but I kind of appreciate uh, Will Ferrell always leaning into a Jackie Moon bit. I'm assuming they were filming something. So it's just kind of fun seeing him in the Flint Tropics tops. Kind of great. It's also just great that Clay Thompson's the, uh, you know, one of the standard bearers of uh, headband wearers in the NBA. Other news, KD, uh, front of the media, you know, around this Charlotte game today. And uh, there was an interesting sort of bit that he was talking about James Harden, uh, saying there wasn't too much the uh, Brooklyn Nets could have done to actually have kept him. Uh, he's saying you could try to look at it from his perspective. Kai's not playing, he's a cunt, uh, and I'm injured. And he hasn't won a championship before. Uh, <laughs> so, Kevin, you might just want to go put in a call to your buddy James and go, Oh, you fucking loser. <laughs> Way to bail when the shit literally got like a tiny bit fucking hard, you giant sook. Uh, but... Uh, he and Steve Nash both talked about Ben Simmons being on the bench with the Nets for uh, fr- our Friday uh, game against the Sixers. This is the big one. Nets-Sixers going to be awesome. Steve Nash is like, yep, yeah, Benny knows exactly what he's going to get. Uh, the reaction is going to be pretty brutal. And Steve Nash reckoned it would be good for him, kind of nice. And KD then did say also, the guy's making $40 million bucks a year. You can take that for a couple of hours. I'm sure Ben has that approach. <laughs> KD, I kind of like how blunt he's like, man, I'm rich as shit. The weirdest part was, and probably one of the weirder parts of the KD experience is, uh, so KD also said, I think part of the experience of coming to an NBA game is to heckle. Some people don't even enjoy basketball. Their lives are so shitty that they get to just aim it at other people. So it's easy to kind of get that release at a basketball game. Ben understands that. What? Like, what is going through your fucking mind at that point where you're like, oh, no, nah, their lives are just shit, so they like to yell at us. No, they're fans. They love their team. It's got nothing to do with their lives. I mean, fuck, their lives are so shitty they can afford fucking tickets to an NBA game. It's not that fucking shitty. Settle down, Kevin Durant. This is one thing I was thinking about the other day. It's like one of those things where you go, uh, you look at celebrities, you look at very, 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 very rich people, and so like one of those things you go, oh, yeah, they don't think like us. They don't act like us. And the craziest part is they're so fucking rich, they probably never will again. So they can have, like, weird thoughts like this. So uh, just saying, KD might pop up again on Friday for a dickhead of the week because that's just a weird fucking statement. It's like, yeah, all these, oh, they've just got shit lives, so they yell at us because of that. 
What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that makes no sense. I mean, I get that people are angry and they're upset about stuff in their lives, but their lives aren't fucked. <laughs> this is not their only recourse. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and I think I mentioned—I forgot to mention this yesterday, but the players of the week were announced. Uh, Kat over there in the Minnesota Timberwolves and Jason Tatum. Not bad for a 19-year-old. Love that. So the West, Carl Anthony Townsend in the East, Jason Tatum. Right. Let's do some game raps for today. Game raps, 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 game raps. Tell you what, did great on her picks yesterday. Went five or six. I felt good about them yesterday too. And yeah, going, nailed the first five of the day and just missed out on the Clippers. Felt pretty good about it when they were pulling off their big run at the end as well. Either way, Brooklyn beat Charlotte 132-121 in Charlotte. Big win for Brooklyn. Huge win in context, obviously. With the Hornets, Hawks, and Brooklyn Nets all right there uh, in the nuts and guts of the sort of arse end of the East playoffs playing tournament standings. Uh, this put the Nets clear up back into eighth, which is kind of where you want to be, right? Like, you don't want to be nine and ten. Straight up elimination. Fuck that noise. Uh, so, seven, eight. Off they go. They're now still two games back, three games in the loss uh, column behind the Raptors for seven. And, uh,. F- <laughs> It's like five and a half of behind Cleveland, Cleveland! Uh, for the six. So uh, big win, really, but also just to give them the sort of uh, double whammy. Whammy against Charlotte. So tag your uh, dudes with another loss and you get a win. Love to see that. Uh, but this was a good one. Like they From the get-go, they're all at 26 of the half. Uh, my man Drabs was at this game. Uh, the running joke between he and I is that the Charlotte Hornets spend about zero money on their halftime entertainment. Today, it was some bloke with a bit of, uh, what, a couple of candles on the end of a fucking skipping rope. And uh, at least it was slightly better than the Dog Olympics that we've witnessed there before again, too. So. Uh, but look, this is what I said yesterday, right? The offense for Brooklyn is just too much for Charlotte's pretty porous fucking defense to deal with. Like, And as good as they are on offense, uh, Charlotte, if they even have just like a little bit of slippage efficiency-wise, like they just have stretches of like, a lack of focus, a couple of weird fucky turnovers, and then it just builds and builds and bids. But their stretches are pretty bricky. And in a game like this where you've got Terry Rosario and Miles uh, Bridges both having 30, you're like, oh, well, they should be in it. But their defense is that bad. They let the Nets shoot over 50%. Doesn't, 56% is pretty fucking crazy. And they went 18 of 35 from three. It doesn't hurt that you have Kyrie having one of the single most efficient scoring games in the history of the NBA, of course. But at the same time... There's a reason why Kyrie could go out and have one of the single most efficient scoring games in the history of the NBA. Charlotte's defense. Uh, so Rose goes for 30. Bridges for 30. 5-11 uh, from 3, actually, for Rose. Pretty good. Lamelo has 24-7-5. Uh, That's 7 assists, but shot 2-8 of eight from deep. 9-22 overall. Oubre had 15. And that was about it. Montrez has very quickly turned into uh, Spud Trez, Harrell. Uh, six of six and five against a team who was starting Andre Drummond, who absolutely dominated. Andre had twenty and fourteen with two blocks. Uh, but yeah, for the Nets, Kyrie obviously incredible. He's going to pop up again in a second. Hashtag spoiler alert: fifty. Fifty. You got fifty. That's right. NBA Kanye just out there dropping fifty as a fucking hobby. This dude doesn't even play full time basketball. He's a part time basketball player. He's basically like he's working down at your local fucking Woolies. And studying at the same time. Got to open my third eye, man. 50 points on 15 of 19 shooting. 9 of 12 from 3. Some of the ones he hit were fucking insane too. 11 of 13 from the stripe. 6 assists. He was awesome. 
And it was like KD didn't have to do much. KD had 14. Bruce Brown had 14. Seth Curry in a uh, bit of a homecoming. He had nine points, three of eight from three. And Paddy Thrills. Love to see him finding a shot. Four of seven from three today. 12 points off the bench. Charlotte. Now 32 and 34. Brooklyn. 33 and 33. It's pretty crazy. They've had like, uh, I think they're four and 17, basically. Um, one of the worst records, I think, since, you know, basically like Feb 1. Something like that. It's crazy. But either way, just got to be in it to win it. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Beat Indy 127-124 and a heart stopper. This game was awesome. The Cavs were up big early. Uh, Indy pulled it back. Cavs were up 10 at the end of the third. Oh, no, Indy were up 10 at the end of the third. That's right. And they had their chances as well down the stretch. Indy, like, time and again. But, like, Cleveland. 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 Just down the stretch, Garland fucking just took this game over. He had 41 for the game. He was incredible. Just an absolute star turn. Uh, the Cavs had a seven-point lead uh, right near the end. The Pacers got up with a Jalen Smith three and Brogdon lay, lay up with a minute left. Garland drives, ties it up. It was awesome to see him make that shot. Brogdon answers. Mobley. Uh, cleans up on a putback after Garland on the next possession, ties it back up. And Lamar Stevens blocks the absolute shit out of Brogdon's go-ahead layup. And here we go. Mobley gathers it up. 14 seconds left, and for some reason, Jalen Smith fouls. Yeah. It was tied. Jalen Smith very clearly didn't realize that. Uh, Garland hits his free throws. Brogdon turns it over, and that's it. Cavs, look, they cooked it, they saved it, and then they came back and they won it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not bad. They needed that too. Pacers, look, they shot nearly 54%. They go 16 to 32 from three and lose. 17 turnovers doesn't help. Halliburton, he's been awesome since he got to Indy. 25 and 9 for him. 4 or 7 from deep. Buddy Heald, also pretty bloody good. And Pacers are broadcasting like, yeah, he's pretty good. Four, what, 4 or 4 from deep. You love that. Uh, for his 14 and 8 assists. 12 and 12 for Brogdon. 6 of 15 shooting for him. Jalen Smith goes 15 and 5. Love him, but geez, that foul was brutal late. 15 and 9 for Goga. Love Goga. 15 for Dwayne Washington. 11 for Duarte. He shot up 4 of 14, though. The Cavs, though, look, not a giant great shooting night. 9 of 32 from 3, but only 7 turnovers. That'll help. Garland, absolutely fucking awesome. 41 points, 13 assists, absolutely unreal. 5 rebounds, 2 steals, shot 14 of 26. What a legend. Mobley was massive as well. 22, 12, and 5 steals. Jeez. How will they ever replace Go the Fro Jarrett Allen? Well, this way. Jared Allen just got replaced by Mobley to the tune of 22, 12, and 5 steals with 3 assists and a block. Jesus. Larry. I love that he's been serving up lately too. Larry, that's a girl's name. Mark in 21 and 5. Uh, 11 for Okoro. Lamar Stevens and Love both at 9. 22 and 45 for Indy now. Packer up, boys. And Cleveland. Cleveland. 38 and 27. Huge win to keep their uh, top six chances alive. They're 38 and 27. They're, uh, as mentioned, what, three and a half games up on the wraps now? Between six and seven? Like that. Phoenix held on against Orlando 102 99. Hilarious. Ayo, called this one yesterday. Orlando is sneaky. And Phoenix without what? Booker or CP3. Knew this was coming. Orlando pushed them right to the end. They made them work for it. They were down 10. They just sort of hung around and then tied it with three minutes left. Fear of God. In the Suns. Fear of God. And uh, the coolest part was they took the lead. They kept Phoenix scoreless for like three minutes in that fourth quarter between like six and a half and three and a half minutes. And Wendell gets him the lead. Aiton, though, hit some big buckets late. And then some sick defense, uh, including basically a game-winning block by Michael Bridges on a Wagner three. 
Hello, I'm Franz Wagner. I shall shoot this. Oh, no, you... Oh, it got blocked. Uh, and boom. Phoenix hold on and win it in Orlando. Magic men, they shot 7 of 39 from downtown. Wendell! He's been awesome. A sneaky, great season for Wendell Carter. 20 and 12 here today. Everyone else is in struggle town. Ice cold. Anthony was ice cold today. 11 points on 4 of 14 shooting. Mo Bamba, 4 and 11. He had 15 rebounds, but he went 1 of 6 from deep. Well, Wagner, 6 points on 3 of 8 shooting. 0 of 4 from downtown, including that game tire. And Mark Fultz, at least, was handy. 5 of 10 from the floor for his 11 points, 3 rebounds, and 4 assists. I just love that he sort of just come back and everyone's like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, 21 and 19 for DeAndre fucking Ayton. What a king. I love it. He's like, CP3, he's out, Booker's out. This is my fucking team. 21 and 19. 21, six, uh, 21 points, 6 of 10 from 3 for Sham Welsh, Landry Shamit. Michael Bridges, he went uh, for 13 points. You love to see it, but how did he get there, Jimmy? How did he get there? Yeah, he went 3 of 11. You'll love to see it. Good job, Michael Bridges. Thank you. Uh, 18.6 rebounds, 12 assists for uh, Cam Bringer. Payne, you love that. Big win for Phoenix to hold that off. They're 52 and 13 now. Meanwhile, for Orlando, mm, that's good tanking. They're 16 and 50. New Orleans got shit pumped by Memphis, 132, 111. Pals without Ingram. Old Spindles Ingram, thanks to a uh, little bit of a tight hammy. Uh, but I don't think that would have mattered much today. This is a smashing from the get-go by the Grizz. They're up 20 out of nowhere. Pels pulled it back a little bit. Memphis like basically almost took offense to that. So, and then I took it personally, says Ja Morant. They kicked it up a notch, and uh, like that was it. <laughs> like There was no let-up the rest of the game until like right at the end when it was already all over Red Rover. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's what I love about Memphis. They don't sort of do that weird sort of mid-game slippage sometimes. Against a half-decent team where CJ McCollum was on one today, Memphis just goes, nah, fuck it. We're not going to let you get back into this game when it actually matters. That's some good fuck-you-wear-awesome medal uh, right there. So CJ McCollum goes for 32 points and 11 assists. He's been crushing it in New Orleans since he arrived. 5 of 10 from 3. My name is Jonas Valanciunas. Everybody else kind of sucked, though. Two, 10 and 2 for him. Devontae Graham, 12 points, 5 assists, 4 of 7, all from 3. Najee Harris, uh... 16. No, Najee Marshall? Yeah, what am I talking about? Uh, Willie! Big Willie! Hernan Gomez, uh, 17 and 9. Is that Zeke Najee? Wait, who's on the Pelicans? I need to fix this in my brain. It just sort of like snapped. I've written Najee. I'm like, which one was that? Hang on. I need that fixed. Hang on. Let's figure this out in my brain. Yeah, it's Najee Marshall. What am I talking about? He shot 4 of 13, though, so not ideal. Not ideal, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Big Willie, 17-9. Uh, the Grizz, Jar had 24-8-8. He shot 8 of 13. They didn't need him too much. I mean, bloke played like 27 minutes. That's a fucking night off for him. Uh, Desmond Bain, 22 points. He went 5 of 9 from 3. Triple J had 22 as well. He was a plus 47. It's unbelievable. And Zaya Williams at 16-6. and six. That's a big win for Memphis. Uh, New Orleans are up to 27-38. They need to right the ship now. They've lost two straight. Uh, Memphis at 45-22. That's a good bounce-back win. After, and just a smashing as well after that Houston debacle the other day. Millie Walker killed OKC 142-115. OKC stuck around for a bit in this. Kept it kind of close until like the last five, six minutes. And then there was just a Bucks avalanche. And just fucking swept right over the top of them. It was weird. It was wild. And you kind of felt bad. You're like, oh, poor OKC. 
Like within 10, ba- 10 points, basically all game. And then it just went, nope. And they just basically didn't score for like the last three minutes of the game. And uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. I think it went from about uh, f- like about a 15-point game-ish. And then it was, yeah... 27 point smashing. So, yeesh. Uh, SGA had 33, 8, and 14. He's a legend. Lindy had 16. Uh, Poker with 13, 7, and 4. Isaiah Ruby had 12. Man at 11. But yeah, look, they shot 50%, go 16 to 39 from three, and they lost by 27. Like, that's brutal. It's because the Bucks shot 53% and 20 of 40 on threes. So, that's how you do it. Uh, Giannis is unstoppable as always. 39, 7, and 7 with three steals and a block. 13 of 19 shooting, 4 of 4 from downtown in 28 minutes. Unbelievable. You love to see it. Middleton had 25. He went 4 of 7 from deep. He had 9 assists as well. 18 and 14 for Bobby Porters. Fighting Bobby Porters. Fighting around the world. 13 and 6 and 3 steals for Drew Holiday. And Jevion Carter went 4 of 7 on threes as well for 12. Okay, see? Mm, that's good tanking. They're 20 and 45 now. Meanwhile, Millie Walker. Almost flip it up in reverses. 41 and 25. Lastly, the Clippers got killed. Uh, basically, they got straight killed. So he got straight killed by the Warriors. One twelve ninety seven. The Clippers were there early, and then they weren't. Boom! Down eighteen at the half. They shot twenty six percent in the first half. It was horrible. It makes even like more remarkable that Blazers game where they shot twenty seven percent for the entire game. But either way, they shot the, like twelve or forty seven as a team. Like Reggie Jack. Reggie Jackson was two of twelve. Zoobs was horrible. They went four of twenty from three in the first half. Brutal. Uh, but basically, the foot stomping just came in the uh, the start of the third. The Warriors just didn't let up. You turn around, it's like 24 points. And the Clippers could never read into it. It was a uh, pretty weird bit brutal. And then, boom, basically against the Warriors bench, the Clippers made a late run. They had it down from 27 to 11 with about three minutes to go. And then, boom, Clay hits a couple of buckets, and it was still over. <laughs> so... It was like back out to 18 pretty quickly. Uh, but two minutes, 17 for the Clippers. Reggie Jackson, as mentioned, two of 14 for his five points. That is just... Uh, that's brutal. Two of 14 is pretty bloody tough, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but who else did anything? That's right, nobody. Four of 11 shooting for Mook Morris for his 11 points. Tens for Isaiah Hartenstein. Hello. And Rodney Hood. Uh, 11 points for the Duckman, Luke Kennard, who went four of 11. And, of course, Emir Coffee, I take mine black, thanks. Uh, you know, one sugar. Oh, what did he do? He had uh, nine points. What did he shoot? Woo! Yeah! Emir Coffee, my man. Love that. Good stuff, Emir Coffee. Thank you. Uh, I ended up going 12 of 39 from downtown, so not as bad as the 4 of 20. Uh, <laughs> 4 and 20 pie. Originally was. But uh, for the Warriors, look, Steph had a pretty quiet one. He had 15 points, 15, 5, and 5. Uh, 5 of 12 shooting. Couldn't hit anything from downtown. He was at 1 of 6 from 3. Clay, meanwhile, had 20. He took 9 It took nine of 23 shooting to get there. It was 2 of 9 from deep. Yeesh. Wigo had 14 points, 11 rebounds. But it was uh, the young dudes. Come bucket. Jonathan Kaminga, 21, 6, and 6 for him. 7 of 12 shooting. And Jordan Poole, he went 4 of 6 from downtown. He had 20. Big win. Absolute smashing by the Warriors. Uh, Moses Moody, Moses Modi had 10 as well. Big dunk late. Anyway, uh, the Clippers are up to 34 and 33 now. Warriors 44 and 22. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. 
Nice. Ah, Giannis, 39-7-7, 28 minutes, 13-19 shooting, 4-4-3, four four he's pretty good. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, basically turning into a uh, this year's version of last year's Ja Morant. 41 points, 13 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, shoots 14-26, 4 of 9 from 3. And none of that matters, because Kyrie, NBA Kanye himself, Oh, nah, man, I'm just asking questions about the shape of the earth because I'm a fucking idiot. Nah, the uh, became the third player in NBA history to have 50 points on field and 20 field goal attempts. And the 19 that he took, that's the fewest in a 50-point game since Adrian Dantley back in 1980. Jeez, Adrian Dantley with his, like, weirdly shaped body, like extremely long torso, just a weird-shaped dude. 50 points for NBA Kanye. 15 of 19 from the floor. 9 of 12 from 3. Amazingly, had a true shooting percentage where he shot over 100%. <laughs> like 101. That's unbelievable. 11 of 13 free throws. The 6 assists is just hilarious. That is insane. Some of those threes, though, as I said, where it's like just a kind of like, ah, fuck it, boom. Unbelievable. But a Fitty Burger on 15 of 9. He took 19 shots and had 50. That is incredible. Incredible. And this is a bloke who's basically out there going, nah, look, I don't want to play every game. Oh, you want to give me like a vaccine that could help save people? Nah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm a selfish prick. Eat a dick, says Kyrie. I don't care that I'm not going to get paid for half the season. Wanker. Comes out, half, <laughs> just fucking boom, 50 points. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to talk about this later. It's what makes me so fucking angry about it. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 Oh, man, I was playing against Kevin Durant, bro. Don't rag on me. 2 of 14 for Reggie Jackson. As I mentioned, that was just a shocker. Like, half of the Clippers you could have just thrown on here as well, right? 4 of 11 for Mook Morris. 4 of 11 for the Duckman. 3 of 11 for uh, Amir Coffey. Oh, watch out. Watch out. I just said it again. Woo! Yeah! Nah, that's all we need to do. Um, but seriously, just a special little spot there for uh, Zubes. Avicii Zubach. 0 of 6 from the floor in 22 minutes. He had 4 points. He was a minus 16. The craziest part was he had 4 turnovers in that time, right? 4 points, 4 turnovers, 0 of 6 from the floor in 22 minutes. If he scores just... Like, this is a Warriors team out there starting Kevin Looney. You know? Holy shit, Zoobs. The craziest part was, like, Ajaya Hardenstein, hello, also had some weird sort of moments. Like, Hardenstein ends up with a 10, 6, and 4, but... God damn. It's like, this is the game where the Clippers' big men should probably show up. Zoobs, definitely spot of the night. Old mate, no mates, though. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, Rusty Westbrook still, um, as soon as he sort of came out and had a bit of a West Sook about being called West Brick. Uh, look, everyone's going to come for him, you know that. And I feel for him as well, because like, I kind of think the hate towards Russell Westbrook is weirdly unwarranted. Like, what has he ever done to you? He didn't kick your dog. Um, 
Like, all he's ever done is sort of play hard. He's just a bit shit. <laughs> and people seem to take it personally. You know, I'm going to talk about this again later, but it's just a bit old mate, no mates, and, like, Rusty's just out there fucking copying it from all angles. And, to be honest, I'm going to reaffirm people's ability to do so. Uh, Jalen Smith, though, is old mate, no mates, really, today. With that 14 seconds left in that Pacers um, Cleveland game. Cleveland! There you go. Uh, just fouled for no reason. Like, the game was tied. Jalen, what, what are you doing? Did did you think you were down to? Uh, yeah, but either way, this is like one of those things where you go, oh, right. So he might be talented, but Phoenix might have had him there for, the, you know, a year and a half and gone, oh, his basketball IQ is not the greatest, bro. <laughs> but that is a, uh, definitely goes down as a teachable lesson and definitely goes down as one of those ones where you jump on the team bus after the game, you're like, and everyone's just not looking you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, old mate, no mates. Hey, where are we going for beers tonight, boys? Crickets. <laughs> Just fucking crickets. Uh, pantsing of the night. Pantsing of the night was definitely Franz Wagner. Hello, Michael Bridges just blocking the shit out of his game-tying three attempt, right? Like, that is just such a uh, panting moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to shoot this, we're going to tie the game off. Ah, oh, he fucking blocked it. <laughs> it's just a definite panting. You're like, oh, I'm the hero. Oh, no, he stole the ball. He's the hero. Fuck. Definite panting. Finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball today. Like, it's just one of those great reminders that on a night like tonight where it's OKC getting absolutely demolished by Milwaukee or the Cavs playing a real tight, fun one against the Pacers, like, the Cavs, like... That was awesome. You've got Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. Absolute fucking barn burner of a, of a game. 41-13-5 and five with two steals. Awesome. At the same time, Mobley, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 steals and a block. He was awesome. And, of course, Shy Redder, Gilders Alexander, 33, uh, 32 points, rather, 14 assists. That's a new career high for him. 8 rebounds and 3 steals against the Bucks. This is one of those things where people go, oh, why is the NBA so much fun at the moment? It's like, because there's young dudes fucking everywhere who are wicked. And they're all today better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some quick yenas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yenaz. Brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, good drinking weather right now. I'll tell you that much. So go online, go to thedailyliquor.com. Check out all their beers, wines, cocktails, and get it delivered to your door. Rona free. Don't go to the bottle. Bring the bottle to you. And get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA with the code STRAYA. How good is that? Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery before noon. Smash the daily liquor.com right now. Bang in that code STRAYA, and you get a free sixer. Right. Yeah, nah, is where we take some NBA storylines. Let's with them more year or more nah. Number one. So our man Dan Drosher sends this in. Yeah, nah. 
Brooklyn winning a game with KD taking the same amount of shots as Drummond would seem as likely as Kyrie not being a weird anti-vax flat earther. Fuck me, the amount of talent that knob has is scary. Imagine if he cared about basketball as much as being NBA Kanye. Yeah, nah, yes. Like, this is exactly it. Like, this is why this is so frustrating and why it has been so frustrating. This is the thing I've banged on about all fucking year. A, NBA Kanye is a dipshit. Oh, man, I just don't trust vaccinations. Yes, I understand that. You're a fucking idiot. Uh, we get it. That's cool. But just the simple idea of like, ah, oh, I don't want to try and help out those around me. You know, fuck, I might pass it on. I might get it. It's going to make it easy for me to get it. If I get it and I don't have the vaccine, I'm more transmissible. Who knows what the fuck's going to go on? Oh, no, nah, I just won't get it. Moron. But B, I fucking miss watching NBA Kanye. Kyrie, when he's playing, when he's doing his thing, it's fucking awesome. And the shit that he can do night to night, it's like if you fucking took D'Angelo Russell and just like cranked it up to like a bajillion percent wattage and off you go, you've got Kyrie. And it's of course, it's his own fucking decision. No problems there. Uh, and it's his own decision to sort of not give too much of a fuck about basketball, but it's so frustrating that he's so fucking good and very clearly gives zero fucks about what you, me, or anybody else thinks. But at the same time, all I ever want to see, and this is all I ever care about, is seeing the very best basketball we can played out. And if Kyrie's being a fuckwit and stopping that from happening, I'm going to call it out, and it's so annoying. If you actually cared about fucking basketball... It'd be scary as shit. So Dan's completely correct. Love it. Number two. Should Philly fans boo Ben Simmons on Thursday? Well, our Friday morning. Yeah, nah. Yes, of fucking course. Oh, but but, but, but what about his mental health? Yeah, cool. The dude literally refused to play for Philly because he shit the bed in the playoffs and was then afraid (laughs) of playing again. Guess what? He refused to play for your team. You get to boo the guy. Oh, nah, man. But, like, Embiid and, like, uh, Doc were really, really mean to... They said literally one passing thing after fucking years of backing him up and having his back. And he shits the bed, and they call it like it is, a hint. And, ooh, I don't want to play in Philly anymore. <laughs> yeah. Philly fans get to boo that. It's going to be hilarious. Guess what? They'll boo him, they'll boo him, they'll boo him some more, and then we'll all get over it. Who gives a fuck? As long as Ben's fucking big enough to just cop it on the chin and go, yeah, cool. It sucks that I didn't play this year. It's my bad. Uh, I'm dealing with some shit. Sorry, folks. You can boo away. Have at it. I'm getting paid too much to give too much of a fuck. That's where Ben should be landing. Last one. Does James Huazman help Golden State? He's back next week. Yeah, nah, I mean, nah, it helps them at least fucking ascertain what they've got with him, though, right? Which is pretty important. The thing is, like, Draymond coming back, if they get Draymond and Wiseman back, it's obviously very clearly part of their vibe for the last month of the season just to get them on the court and see what they've got with this squad. Throw a bit of extra size out there. It's kind of going to help them at least figure out what they need to do then in the playoffs. Like, can we play Wiseman? Is it going to matter? How do we, like, make him and step workers? We've got such little evidence so far about Wiseman, what Wiseman can and can't do. 
like athletic specimen, absolutely crazy. Can he play that well? We saw him sort of, you know, struggle. Uh, again, IQ-ish kind of wise when he was out there last year, but at the same time, like the dude's barely played that much fucking basketball in his entire career, college and pro. So I don't think it's about this year. It's about like sort of setting him up for next year and figuring out what exactly they've got. So he could help fix them in the future. And I mean, you saw them play today on a back-to-back with all their dudes having had a day off resting, you know, we go clay and Steph was a very smart idea. And uh, even though you cop the L, but I mean, you saw them today. They were pretty bloody good. Either way, Draymond sort of fixes all their reels, not Wiseman. Uh, I'm by their opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 Seriously, we're going to have an argument about someone being called West Brick. Ugh. Put some respect on my name. Okay, don't brick so many shots then, Russell. <laughs> you know? And if, like, West Brick was something fucking offensive, he might have a point. But West Brick is just a uh, play on words with your name, uh, describing your playing style. So it's fucking warranted. I don't think you got too much of a leg to stand on. Like, if you don't want it, don't shoot bricks, mate. Like, just fucking play better. That said, his wife and all that sort of stuff, uh, any shit that's being given to his family is way out of fucking line, right? Like... Your dad's being paid to perform, and if he's not, therefore fans are ragging on him. They shouldn't be saying fucking shit to his wife and kids, though. Like, that's fucked in the head. And if you do, that's fucked in the head. Um, but at the same time, I still feel like, yeah, if you want to call Russell Russell Westbrook, and he's shooting, you know, fucking 5 of 22 in a game, guess what? I think you're allowed to do it. And Russell, you can get upset. What are you going to do, mate? You know what makes this go away? Not shooting a shit ton of bricks. Like, no one was calling him fucking Russell Westbrick in the second half of last season. Or when he was tearing it up in Houston after they traded Clint Capella. Just saying. Just saying. I mean, we call fucking Anthony Davis Anthony Day to Davis. But fucking hell. Westbrick. Oh, that's a bit sad. More like a Russell West sook. Uh, our back take house for today. <laughs> It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Well, despite him being sick, me and the squid walked out in the backyard with our cricket bats this morning, and as soon as we heard that old... (laughs) Serving up your flame-grilled take special for today, kookaburra wings, only at Outback. And today's flame-grilled take is... Even though they lost today... The Clippers very clearly have just been load managing their two superstars this year to keep them fresh for the playoffs, which is why you'll see the Clippers unload a double barrel of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and make the Western Conference Finals. Only at Outback. It'd be pretty extreme load management uh, having Paul George tear his, um, what is it, the UCL in his fucking elbow. (laughs) Uh, And Kawhi do an ACL, but it does sort of feel like the problem was, like, that showing today was about the antithesis of, like, all the Clippers games that have been played in about the last month. And it was, like, the best game the Warriors have played in about a month as well. So, um, the Clippers, it sort of felt like they were building, building, building. You add Paul George and Kawhi to that, maybe they'd be, like, a, the world's most dangerous fucking smoky in the playoffs. But, I don't know. I just don't feel like there's going to be quite enough time for them all to get up to speed, right? Right? 
Oh, and on top of yeah, yesterday's Outback Takehouse about uh, Greg Bobovich. It's a flame grilled take. I'm meant to be taken seriously. Jesus. <laughs> of course, if you have a star, you win lots of games. This is how it's always been. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Mick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, what do Chris Paul, NASA commander, Scott Kelly, Riddick co-founder, Alexis Ohanian have in common? Well, they've all got incredible experiences and they've created audio courses to teach you what they've learned on Knowable, which is a rad new app. It's basically like a uh, Spotify-ish kind of thing for learning stuff. I love it. The bloke from NASA talks about space. Chris Paul talks about performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle. And Reddit co-friend Alexis Sohanian teaches you how to launch a startup. It's really good. I love it. Check out uh, Knowable. There's over 100 other experts there waiting to use something new as well. So learn some new stuff today. Download Knowable. Bang in the code STRAYA, S-T-R-A-Y-A, and you get 20% off. Seriously, that's awesome. It's sick. I love them. Squids delights him because if I put it on their speakers, he's like, Dad, this isn't Thomas and Friends. I'll punch you in the eye. It's like, Jesus. Get angry. Uh, Australian Playwatch, though, today, uh, we had Paddy Thrills, as I mentioned, finding his shot in that win over Charlotte. Uh, so he played 20 minutes off the bench. He had 12 points, goes 4 of 7 from downtown. Uh, yeah, all, the, all of his attempts were from 3, and he had 1 assist, and he was a plus 12. So, look, maybe Paddy's is uh, Paddy's shooting touches like returning after the all-star break you know it's the old classic baseball uh, home run derby thing that can screw up a uh, batter's swing maybe Paddy lost his three ball shot for a bit uh, obviously still no Josh Giddy out of the hip uh, as coach Mark Dagano said yesterday no update for another couple of weeks oh that was actually a bit of uh, thunder news as well they've uh, ruled out Dort for the rest of the season along with Moose Mascala and um, uh, one of their other dudes as well so it's like oh juice. alright well It'd be nice to get Giddy back, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Right. So we do a great moment in NBA Australia Stat history? I really do think we bloody well ought to. Great moments in NBA Australia Stat history. March 9, 1997. Interior. Target Centre. Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Utah Jazz, led by John Stockton and Carl the Mailman Malone, are smothering the Minnesota Timberwolves' young core of Kevin Garnett and Stephon Marbury, and the Wolves are about to lose by double digits. Our hero, Shane Heal, sits patiently on the bench, waiting for an opportunity to shine. Timberwolves coach Flip Saunders takes a timeout, and the team crowds around him on the bench. Flip. All right, guys, we're down 15, and there's 60 seconds left. Pointing at Shane Heal. What's your name again, bloody? Uh, Shane, sir. I don't care! When did I last play you? Uh, three weeks ago, sir. Were you good, Blondie? Uh, yes, sir. Hmm, that doesn't sound likely. Coach, I had an assist and I didn't turn the ball over or anything. Didn't you take two shots and miss both of them like, uh, so I told you to sit between Stjokov, Rankovic, and Cherokee Parks for three weeks as punishment? Uh, yes, you did, coach. And the smell was bad. I learned my lesson. Stjokov, Rankovic, sitting on the bench in an ill-fitting suit, smelling of cigar and goulash. Yes. Smell his bed. Very bad. See, sir? Shut up, Lundy. Ah, what the hell? There's a minute left and I've got a booking at Murray Steakhouse in 15 minutes. Get ready to go in. Yeah, I won't let you down, coach. Whatever. Flip goes back to looking over at his whiteboard. Tom Gugliotta, out of nowhere. 
Hey, did you guys uh, know that I'm the leading scorer on this team? Heal. Still struggling, still struggling with these fearless snack plants. Yeah, you tell us every day, Tom. You even put it up as a sign over your fucking locker. Tom. Hey, I uh, just think it's some nice encouragement for you guys. You know, if I can succeed, anybody can. Flip. Yeah, that's for damn sure, you fucking giant grumpy. Uh, sorry, coach, what did you say? I said nice barbed wire tattoo, Pamela Anderson. Oh, well, actually, it's Googs. Yes, sir. Shut up! Yes, sir. Flip. Turning back to Hill. All right, Blondie, you ready to go in? Uh, Hill excitedly tearing at his fearless snap pants. Put me in, coach! I'm from the main streets of Yarra Junction. I was born ready. The hammer's like a, like a, like a shark. Yeah, like a hammerhead shark. The hammer's an apex predator. The hammer can only go forward. The hammer is nothing but sinew and teeth, man. Stroko Frankovich now drinking goulash from a thermos. One time, when I play in Greece, Stroko killed Hammerhead Shark with better hands. No, you didn't, Stroko. Yeah, believe what you want to believe, pretty little man. You want some goulash? I'm good. Suddenly, Kevin Garnett appears in Heel's face from nowhere. Bundy! Have you ever seen someone tear the beating heart out of a man? No, 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 sir. If you screw up, you will! Oh, I'll try not to then, sir. Cherokee Parks interrupts and taps Heel on, heel on the shoulder. Heel turns away from KG, relieved. Cherokee Parks. Hey, man. Oh, hey, Cherokee. Hey, man, so, uh, can I borrow, like, 50 bucks? What? Cherokee, I'm a busy man. I'm, I'm busy, man. Like, you're in the game, and so am I. Come on, man, I need, like, 20 bucks. Like, there's some bad dudes after me, and I'm pretty sure they're here. Cherokee, man, like, not now, huh? Like, I'm betting on the court for the first time in three weeks. Step on Marbury. Hey, Blondie, you're a girl. Uh, I'm I'm not a girl. You see that bunch of other babes sitting over there? You gotta go get them me their numbers, because you're my worky. But, but, but I'm about to go on the game. Hey, Blondie, do you want to slap upside the head? No, sir. Blondie, get in there! Screams Flip. He runs on the court, nearly tripping while tearing off his fearless snap pads. <laughs> that night, Australia's basketball's golden child, Shane the Hammer, he will play one minute. And having learned his lesson, made sure to play to the benefit of his team. He registered one rebound, one assist, and helped the Wolves claw back from 15 points down to 9 points down in a loss. It was Hill's 18th best game of his NBA career. On your hammer. Alright, there you go. That was was an alright one. Jesus. Just fucking kept on going. Uh... What about the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today? Uh, Jock actually moved the picture of his awesome fit from yesterday from his story to his uh, just his IG post. I reckon he must have liked that one a bit. Uh, Jingling Joe Ingles, though, as per usual, always delivering the goods. Loving this one because he uh, did have a great post today that was literally a bit of an update, which is really, really, really nice to see because we all need Jingles updates. And... Um, his post was essentially about how his rehab's going and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, all right, let's go, Joe Ingles. We need more and more updates and posts. So he wrote, 13 does post-operation, feeling really good, progressing nicely. Thanks to the awesome team of people around me daily to keep everything ticking along and checking in with me. You know who you are. Massive shout-out to Renee Ingles, Trailblazers, and Scott for the daily support and work. Love it! And then he also had a bit of a uh, sook about him not getting a bike uh, from... Fezzerari bicycles <laughs> that Renee did. <laughs> Classic jingles. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Uh, not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Yeah, I could use some sleep tonight, buddy. 
So you what? Uh, we went five or six on today's picks, as mentioned. Just missed out on the Clippers. Uh, thought they might actually still just have a sneaky backdoor cover in them uh, when they brought it down to 11 with three minutes to go. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's cover this seven and a half, baby. Nah, <laughs> so close. Uh, so that leaves 555, five for five, uh, of 968, 968 picks for the season. So going on a bloody good clip. The craziest part is we've got 12 games tomorrow. Jeez, 12. Unbelievable. We've got Boston going to Charlotte. The Celtics are seven and a half point favorites. Uh, Boston's defense is way too good for Charlotte. Watch Tatum go absolutely ham on Miles Bridges and co. Uh, big Jalen Brown game, I reckon, incoming as well. They will cover the seven and a half in a heartbeat. Give me Boston. Chicago, six and a half point favorites against Detroit. This is the exact sort of game that Chicago are going to smash somebody in and go, see, we're not doing too badly. And it's Detroit. Uh, I'm going to take the Bulls minus six and a half. I think they can uh, pretty easily handle Detroit. As good as Detroit have been playing lately and how much I love them, the Bulls should be fine. Uh, Phoenix at Miami. The Heat get the Phoenix Suns without Booker and CB3 on a back-to-back on the Orlando trip. The Heat eight and a half point favorites. I think I'll take the Heat. Because as good as Phoenix are, like they do have a big man in Miami that can try to at least sort of... Uh, cover up a bit of DeAndre Ayton's influence uh, in BAM at a bio. They've got a lot of good defenders. I think Miami just sort of strangulate Phoenix here, but it's a top-of-the-table clash. You've got the top team in the East, the top team in the West. It just sort of stinks because we don't have Chris Paul, probably don't have Devin Booker, unless it's like a weird thing where he gets out of his COVID protocols and they haven't announced it yet. Uh, but I'll take Miami, minus 8.5 at the moment. If Booker comes back and if it drops below minus 5.5, I'd probably maybe take Phoenix, but yeah. I'll take the heat for now. I think they can win this one. Milwaukee host Atlanta. It's basically the Hawks' kryptonite, the Bucks, I reckon. Uh, just too much size. But the problem is the Bucks have played on a back-to-back, so they're only five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I think, I think I'm going to have to take Milwaukee. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It's just how it's going to have to go. The Hawks, I just can't quite see it. Like, the Hawks got... I think they beat them by 20 in their first game, uh, then beat them again by seven. So maybe the Hawks are definitely not looking at the Bucks like they're kryptonite. So maybe I'm just completely wrong. But I think these Bucks will come back and smash them. Uh, so I'm taking the Bucks minus five and a half. Houston, they host the LA Lakers of Los Angeles, California. LeBron is still questionable with his sore knee. I might take Houston plus four and a half in this one. Jalen Green, Christian Wood, they've been balling out. KPJ. But at the same time, watch Rusty absolutely go spare in this one. Uh, I'll take Houston plus four and a half still. Fuck it. Minnesota, they host the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder on a back-to-back. I'll take the Wolves minus 14 and a half. They have been smashing bad teams, so give me the Wolves minus 14 and a half. The Pelicans host Orlando. Both teams on a back-to-back. Pals at home, minus eight and a half. It seems like a lot, but if Spindles comes back, that should be no problems. Um, Orlando did shoot like absolute dog shit today. It's not a big flight from uh, Orlando to New Orleans, but at the same time, it's still a flight. I'll take the Pels minus 8.5. Dallas, they host the Knicks. 7.5-point favorites at home and the Mavs. I'll take that. I think uh, they should, you know, exact a little bit of uh, blood out of the Knicks. Look, the defense on both sides, always a bit formidable, but the Knicks just aren't good enough, I think, to keep up with the team. Like Dallas, give me the Mavs, 7.5. Toronto, go to San Antonio. This is a tough one. The... Raptors without Fred Van Vliet, though, feel very beatable. I think the Spurs can get him. Give me one and a half points for the uh, Spurs, minus one and a half. Yep, I'll take that. Portland, 
resting everybody. Nobody's playing. It's Anthony Simons might not even be playing in this one. He missed out in the last game. Oh, 17 and a half point favorites of the Jazz. They don't have anybody on their injury list. I think I might have to uh, go with Utah minus 17 and a half. That's such a big line. Oof. Anyway. Sacramento hosting Denver. The Suvlaki King versus Joker. This is going to be an awesome game. I think, uh, give me Sacramento plus four and a half. There's just a sneaky little bit going on there. Give me the Kings. Clippers minus three and a half versus Washington. I don't like, I hate this game. I absolutely hate it. I might go the Wiz on the road in LA. Kuzma in his old town. They're getting three and a half. Clippers on a back-to-back. Give me the Wiz plus three and a half. We'll see how we go. And there you go. That's it for today. Love it. Back tomorrow. Hopefully the squid will be at daycare. He's been all right all day today, so I think hopefully. Touch wood, cross fingers. We're all good. Uh, so back tomorrow. Make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG. We're all over the socials. You know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Might have to do an emergency pod about the Russell Wilson trade. About Aaron Rodgers sticking around in Green Bay on a massive contract. All the good stuff. That's NFL Australia. Subscribe to that through your podcast app. Uh, check out Adam with World Wrestling Australia over there on YouTube. Always a great laugh. Uh, check out FWCIE on Twitter as well for all of his stuff. Uh, NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Maybe Apple Podcasts, whatever. Go hammer and tongs. Rate and review. Come on. I don't ask for much. Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off and free shipping. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code Straya there and get a free six-pack. Knowable, download that from the App Store, bang in the code straight, get 20% off. All right, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, and thanks to also Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Have you listened to your tunes, follow your bands, whatever. NBA Australia Sports Australian Bands. Goldmines are at Cherry this Saturday, so go check that out. All right, we'll close out today's show with a brand new Jingles HR. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! G'day, Joe Ingalls here of the Portland Trailblazers and head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because yep, when I'm not sinking threes, rehabbing my knee, planting a tree, or enjoying my real estate in Paul George's head, even from the bench, I'm the world's leading HR expert, especially here in Portland. Lot of rain, got to look after that rising damp, and I'm here to help you with all your HR questions and problems. And to be honest, look, tell you what, this injury is giving me a little bit of time to focus on this side of the business. So I'm all right, though. As mentioned, the uh, rehab's going all right. So let's get to this week's question, shall we? comes from my old boss, Mike CB, in Salt Lake City slash Sydney. Dearest Joseph, I am trying to buy a really big energy company back in Australia, and I'm looking for level-headed types to head up my executive team. You would be a perfect fit. Any interest? Cheers, Mike CB, Salt Lake City slash Sydney. Ah, oh, jeez, look, I think I might know what this is about. Uh, thanks for writing in, Mike. And uh, look, I am flattered that you think of me 
And I reckon I might have some interest in heading up a renewables company as CEO at some point. But to be honest, I'm uh, just focusing on rehab at the moment, making sure I'm hitting my rehab KPIs and setting myself to be in the best position I can be to make it back in the NBA next season. Because as much as I love this HR lark, I still love hoops more than anything. I mean, after all, still got to win a gold medal with the Boomers at 23 World Cup and the 24 Olympics in Paris. So I'm just saying, maybe after that. <laughs> in the meantime, maybe you can call up my little mate Deli. He's already back in Australia and he's always on the lookout for a cheeky little side gig. Loves all that stuff. Righto, so yeah, I appreciate the offer there, Mike, but I'll have to pass on being a giant energy company CEO, even though I reckon he'll be bloody good at it. All right, and that's all we've got time for this week on Jingles HR. Back to rehab I go. I've been Joe Ingles. Get some bloody rehab up, you. Yeah.